welcome to Navi Tales. I'm Josh. I am Nick. And today we are doing Splatoon. Yeah, <laughs> that wacky Nintendo game. The wacky Nintendo game that I still think I owe Nick an apology about. And you probably still do. Because Nick picked up Splatoon 1 and I brutally made fun of him and said I'd never fucking play it. And now I am so addicted to Splatoon 2. That uh, it's a real problem in my life. Yeah. So once again, I'm going to go on record and say I apologize. <laughs> uh, so uh, we begin in the twilight years of human history, which had been difficult ones, marked by no fewer than five world wars and countless lesser conflicts. During the last of these world wars, a nuclear warhead hit the South Pole and the resulting atomic fireball melted the Antarctic ice cap. Pause. I don't know how you can possibly hit the South Pole with a nuclear warhead. Because there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't even register on anyone. No one's like, that's super villain level stupidity. Yeah. Like, all right. Somebody <laughs> just comes up to me, they hit the ice cap. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to do? Speed up global warming? Um... Which is exactly what they did. Uh, it caused sea levels that had already risen to dangerous levels from years of global warming to reach catastrophic levels. Despite the attempts of a handful of survivors to hide away from the ensuing flood in underground cities or enter cryogenic stasis in the hope that they could reclaim their world, mankind soon went extinct. Just I, a cheery opening. I just, this game's beautiful. This game is so happy and so cartoony. I love how it's like so cartoony and so bright and colorful. And happy. The and game's happy. legitimately happy. And it's just like everybody died before this game started. So yeah, this is, this is, uh, yeah, this is just like, <laughs> we're this all bad. This is life now. This is, let me tell you, the world gets so much better when we're fucking gone, apparently. Which like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> seems so, like, sounds about right seems like we're the problem so after about 10,000 years however the water level begins to recede forcing many sea creatures to evolve into intelligent humanoid land dwellers upon reaching this point these evolved species began rapidly progressing experiencing various periods similar to humanity's own progression but a more compressed amount of time as a result of uh, their discovery and reverse engineering of human technology <laughs> At some point during this advancement, Judd was awoken from his cryogenic stasis chamber and quickly became well-known for his ability to judge ink battles, as well as being the only intelligent creature that did not evolve from a sea-dwelling species. Judd is the cat. Mm. Kind of the mascot for all these things. Judd was, like, from our time period. Yeah. He's just, like, this really fat cat. That's just, <laughs> that just survived. And somehow, well, he was cryogenically frozen. Yeah. That, that, that just somehow got intelligent. Enough to judge ink it, battles. Yeah, it's just like I feel like if a cat, the way I know cats, <laughs> was in charge of anything, it just wouldn't get done. It wouldn't get done. <laughs> and look, I, I'm a cat person. I love cats, like to a disturbing, unmanly level. But yeah, it's just shit would never get done. Could you please judge this? And it would just give you that look of disdain cats have written all over their faces all the time. Yeah. I love cats. Uh, the first recorded turf war occurred during a period in inkling history with many similarities to ancient Egypt, roughly 2,000 years before the events of Splatoon 1 began. 
This event is also the first known instance of judge being used to determine the outcome of an ink battle. So now we're going to talk about the Great Turf War. Um, as time progressed, the Octarians separated themselves from the other species of the Mollusk era. Um, they became dis- dissatisfied with the amount of available dry land and waged war on the Inklings, the other dominant species at that time, to gain control of the turf. Uh, the Octarians constructed a variety of large machines known as the Great Octo Weapons and began attacking Inkling cities. However, due to one of the Octo Weapons uh, plugs being pulled, the Inkling secured a victory in the war and forced the Octarians to retreat to an underground layer such as Octo Valley, which were constructed from the ruins of the subterranean cities built by the remnants of humanity. Can we talk about how the Inklings won because they unplugged something? Yeah. I just feel like... And then, like the octo, the octo, the octarians called customer service, and they're like, "Did you, did you turn it off and turn it back on?" And they were like, "Yeah, we turned it off and turned it back on. We couldn't. Eat, it was already off. We couldn't turn it back on. We don't know what it is." And then they were like, "Did you try rebooting it?" And then they were like, "Yeah, no, it's it's off. It, it's not working." And then they were like, "Did you turn your monitor on?" And they were like, "Oh yeah." They're like, "They're like, are you you're gonna have to get like a paperclip, and there's gonna be a small hole, and you're just gonna have to." <laughs> There's a button, and then you're going to have to hold it for 10 seconds. And they and were then, like, what, what happens if we can't find a paperclip? Uh, you could use a pen or a pencil. Or like a toothpick. <laughs> um, so now we go to the stolen zapfish. And then they had to fill out customer service surveys. Oh my god, forever. <laughs> now we have the stolen <laughs> zapfish. Uh, at one point in the events of Splatoon, the great zapfish and a large number of zapfish were taken from Inkopolis into Octo Valley. Um, zapfish are what the Inklings use to power things. Yeah. Uh, the great zapfish powers the, like the city and minor ones power other things. It's pretty neat. Most residents of Inkopolis did not see the missing power sources as a major concern, even though Callie and Marie covered the event in Inkopolis <clears throat> News. However, Captain Cuttlefish and the new Squidbeak Splatoon, comprised of Agent 1, 2, and 3, traveled to Octo Valley and navigated the Octarian's network of underground lairs, eventually defeating DJ Octavio and reclaiming the stolen Zapfish. The Great Zapfish now rests on Inkopolis Tower. The modern age of the Mollusk era is dominated by a large variety of species. However, Inklings and jellyfish seem to be the most widespread organisms seen in nearly every region of Inkopolis. Um, and appear to be incredibly advanced. And funky fresh. In fact, Inklings have set, sent records of history into space in the form of a disc in an attempt to uh, contact extraterrestrial life. The Octarians have since settled in Octo Canyon. The defeat of DJ Octavio seemed to have no major effect on their civilization, and in fact, the, bet- the battle between him and Agent 3 was believed to be part of an underground concert by the Octarians who witnessed it. It's this game's fucking outrageous. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> um he later tried to steal the great zapfish a second time but was defeated again this time by Agent 4. Many non-sentient animals such as sparrows, crickets, and cicadas um are also present in the modern age and appear to th- thrive along alongside their more intelligent counterparts. The current state of society on Earth appears to mirror a typical human-urban environment, with a variety of stores, living spaces, means of transportation, and entertainment venues. Inhabitants of Inkopolis have exhibited many functions similar to those of humans, such as driving cars, riding trains, playing at a park and campground, and possessing jobs at locations 
such as Walleye Warehouse. We talk about how they call their city Ankopolis, which would be like us calling something Humatopia. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. just outrageous. Yeah. Um, or like... Because, like, they, they secrete ink. So, like, if we named it after something, like, we secrete, like... Pistown! Pistown, no. <laughs> Sweatsville. Yeah. <laughs> Sweatyville. Uh, hey, that's my username. <laughs> I, um... In fact, many aspects of society appear to have been inspired by remnants of humanity's existence... Even though archaeologists describe humans as primitive with little intelligence based on the size of their skulls. Uh, for example, many weapons were inspired by human artifacts such as spray bottles, gasoline nozzles, and garden hoses. And the machine used to announce Splatfest themes appears nearly identical to a classic human fax machine. It appears that at least one research facility has been dedicated to studying the relics of the lost human civilization. Modern culture places great emphasis on the concept of being fresh which essentially means that the clothing and skill are viewed in high regard, um, as the kids say. <laughs> in fact... I'm feeling pretty fresh myself today, if yes, I do say so myself. That those, those, those pants you're wearing are very fresh. I'm not wearing shorts. pants. I've meant shorts. I've decided I'm going to wear shorts this summer. Yeah? I have made the executive decision on to my fashion. To not die? To not die this summer. Um, in fact, shopkeepers will not sell Ingling's gear or weapons until they have reached certain levels of freshness or skill. If you're not cool enough, you can't shop here, basically. That seems... You can't sit with like us. Like a microaggression. <laughs> um, music... <laughs> I just picture, like, a fucking, like, <laughs> shrimp yelling, microaggression! <laughs> um... Music is also featured heavily in modern culture, with singing icons such as the Squid Sisters, Off the Hook, High, Ted, High Tide Error, and the Chirpy Chips. Uh, music being featured in nearly every part of Ingopolis. So now we're going to talk about kind of the biology and go a little bit more into the culture of an inkling. Inklings can alternate between humanoid and squid form, which coincidentally resembles the bloopers from the Super Mario video game series. The humanoid form has a black marking resembling a mask around their eyes, pointed ears, and tentacles that change color and battle depending on the color of ink that their team uses. They possess pointy teeth similar in shape to a squid's beak. Their squid form resembles a brightly colored cephalopod, the same color as the inkling's hair, with two long clubbed tentacles, four shorter tentacles, and two large eyes that seem to be joined. Inklings evidently have no bones, excellent eyesight, the ability to leap five feet in a single bound, as shown in one of the Sunken Scrolls. They are characterized as being aggressive. <laughs> 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 just, just, they're so cute, though. I know, they're so adorable. Uh, <laughs> let me read that. Uh, they're characterized as being aggressive. Their spoken language is composed of high-pitched gargling noises. I... I've been trying to do quotes at the beginning of these now because I think they're really fun and they add an air of sophistication, in my opinion. Yeah. However, all the quotes from this game are high-pitched gargling noises. Right. So I didn't roll with that. That or we, I could just say, um, what do they say? Uh, don't get cooked and stay off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> stay fresh. 
Known colors for inklings and their ink include orange, blue, green, lime green, purple, turquoise, yellow, and pink. Um, these colors vary in shade slightly depending on the color of the opposing team. Additional colors appear in the story mode campaign. Isn't there like a white? Story mode. Okay. I thought I've... No, I thought it I... might have been for a Splatfest. Yeah. Because they, they fuck with colors for Splatfest. I know there was a Splatfest once that was black, and I saw someone who hadn't logged in for a while on the home screen who was in the power armor that you get in Splatoon 2 mm. who had black ink, and he just, like, the power armor, because it covers your entire body, the color of the lights on the power armor changes depending on your ink, and this guy just had black lights. And he was just, like, he, he, had, he, he had one of those tags that show up on the main screen. And he was just like, this looks really good with black ink. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Inklings are customizable. If the player chooses a, a girl inkling, sh- uh, she will have smaller, thinner eyebrows, uh, straight cut bangs, and a curve toward the left, um, and two long flowing tentacles that hang from both sides of the head, resembling hair. The boy inkling has noticeable, noticeably thicker eyebrows, and, ha- and his main tentacles are secured into a ponytail with a camouflage uh, print hairband um, at the back of his head, again, resembling hair. Splatoon 2 offers, uh, potential, offers the potential to customize inkling hairstyles. Yeah. They gain the ability to transform between humanoid and squid form at the age of 14. Art from the Sunken Scrolls shows that prior to this, they resemble squids with four limbs, and as infants, they appear fully squid-like. All inklings' forms have abilities associated with them, in humanoid form, inklings can splatter a special type of colored ink by using various weapons, such as guns that resemble a super soaker. This ink can be spread quickly over many surfaces, with the exception of things such as green barrels, tarps, and glass. Uh, this ink can inhibit the movement of inklings that do not have a matching color. When used as a projectile, ink can damage opposing inklings. In squid form, an inkling can swim and jump quickly through the ink of the same color to swim up walls through wire fences and grates, into areas that are not typically reachable. Squids cannot travel past striped barriers, typically at the top of walls, to swim into inaccessible areas. While in squid form, if inklings are in their own color, they will be invisible if they stay still, and when moving quickly, only slight ripples will appear. While submerged in ink, they will also refill their ink reserves, which the humanoid inkling can use for their weapons. When squid form inklings are on an inkless surface, they will be visible and move slowly, even slower than a humanoid inkling. Inklings are unable to swim in water. When underwater, their form dissolves because their bodies are actually made of liquid. This may uh, also be what allows squid form inklings to pass through grates and travel through ink lines. I wonder how they evolved into just like... Into liquid? Into like liquid ink. Purely. I'm going to say uh, that Warhead had something to do with it. I'm going to just say they're, they're, they're a little, mutants. A little mutated? Yeah, a little mutated. It would also explain why they were able to evolve so fast. Yeah. Um, and why they're so fucking outrageous. Why they're so goddamn obsessed why, with... Why they're so aggressive and just sleep through battles, though. Because they didn't want to wake up early enough. Fucking Inglings are... My spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> that actually kind of fits. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of resonate. Inkling culture has been heavily influenced by the ancient human cultures that came before them. As a result, inkling architectures, fashion, 
art and even the inkling written language shows influences from uh, Japanese, American, and other ancient human societies. It was implied that inklings adapted much of their own culture uh, and mannerisms from the cities and towns they've taken as their own and the fossils of human civilization they have unearthed. Though much of their culture has been appropriated from humans, the Inklings have their own modern rendering on certain subjects as well as cultural ideas of their own. Turf wars as a sport are cultural high points to many Inklings, with many youngsters participating in turf war events as a means of entertainment and relaxation. Turf war can also be seen as a means of recreation and celebration since the Inkling victory of the Great Turf War. How do you think... Like, so you know how, like... Like from software, likes to put in like um, lore reasons to to their game mechanics. Yeah. How do you think like the lore reason of like them like dying in a fight? Oh, I can get that. And like I, I actually and like respawn. I, I actually cut that out because I, I I think that's kind of cool. We should put it back in. Yeah. Let me let me grab that real quick. Yeah. Inklings do not actually die in-game, however, they can be splatted in one of three ways, from water, enemy ink, or falling off a ledge. When they fall in water, uh, and then, so the, they don't technically die, they get splatted. Mm -hmm. And then, on top of that, it goes into detail, like, details that I don't notice because I'm too busy getting pissed because I'm dead. <laughs> they, inklings who get splatted will have a little squid-like ghost floating away back to their team's respawn point. Yep. Um, so with that being said, I think that they're, because they're made of liquid, it doesn't matter what that liquid is as long as it's the color of the ink. Mm -hmm. So they're just reconstituting themselves out of liquid. Okay. And, and like the inkling itself is the, the little spirit. Gotcha. And they'd probably like the spawn points probably remake their form. Right. Because they're made of liquid. Yeah. So that, the, the reason I took that out is... I like drawing conclusions, but because as a historian, I was trained to do that. You have to draw conclusions from history. You just don't always have the facts. And like, it's okay to draw conclusions. You're essentially being a detective. However, when I write for the show, I don't like to draw conclusions as much. Uh, I know we did a lot. We had to do a lot for Dark Souls. Because right. Dark Souls is designed for that. When we did PT, we had to do a lot of that for PT. Right. But for this, I try to have as hard a fact as possible, which is why I initially had this in and I took it out, because it is drawing a conclusion. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think it's a bad conclusion to draw that they, Inklings, can reconstitute themselves out of that, which means it implies that the, the turf war would have been endless if someone yeah. didn't get the upper hand. Mm. The Octarians got the upper hand. Because when you fight Octolings, they also are able to reconstitute themselves in the same fashion. Because, like, when you kill an Octoling, the little ghost comes out. So, and because Octolings functionally are the same thing as Inklings, then that would mean that they have that same function of being able to remake themselves out of liquid. So that's why the inclusion of machinery mattered so much to the Octarians, because now they're able to easily continue to destroy Inklings. Basically, have, it, have like 
a small force always fighting Inklings, and the rest of them can go live in their new society. Which is why the destruction of it was so bad. Yeah, makes sense. So, that's the implication of it. But I don't like implication in this. I like to have as hard a fact as possible. No, I agree, but I just thought it was it was a cool thing to, to add, since like it seems to be doing like a lot of like adding a lot of lore to the game mechanics. To, yeah, to, to things you wouldn't even think of. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of that that's kind of what I had earlier. Um, I guess it's in the episode now, so fuck it. Nah. <laughs> You're welcome. I wanted to know about it. But yeah, so a lot of the times I do do that because it's just imp- I I just like harder facts, uh, especially when we're just trying to talk about the story of it yeah. than just making a speculation. Right. Uh, we're not a Generally speaking, we're not a theory podcast. Uh, I think we we more deal with hard fact, and when theory is an absolute necessity for the narrative, I think that we we then use the most popular theories. We usually run down several, but this is just strong implication. Yeah, yeah. So, so fashion is a major part of inkling societies to the point uh, of coining the term fresh to signify uh, how recent and cool an Inkling's attire and general style is. Freshness can be applied to many other aspects of an Inkling life, um, such as firearms and linguistics. Heavy focus on Inkling gear is uh, commonplace, as Inklings will spend a lot of their time and cash shopping for new and interesting headgear, clothes, and shoes. Which I do. (laughs) (laughs) Which I am guilty of. Um... Inklings can be seen gathered both inside and outside of local shops, socializing, and buying themselves new gear. Now, what I didn't dive into is how the economy exactly works in this game, but I, that's mostly because I thought it was boring and a lot stronger implications. Ankling uh, music can be heard throughout Inkopolis, from the rock band Squid Squad to the worldwide pop idols of the Squid Sisters. Many bands have members from completely different species, such as the Anen. Anemone, anemone, the anemone, yeah. the angry rock, and crab members of Chirpy Chirps, but the music industry seems to be largely comprised of Inklings. Every so often, uh, a Splatfest is held, a special event that brings Inklings together for a large concert and celebration of two opposing ideas, uh, and can be seen as a merging of music and turf war. Two teams are formed around opposing topics, uh, such as cats versus dogs, or Autobots versus Decepticons at one point. Or, or, Michelangelo versus Donatello, Yeah. most recently. Dude, I don't know what the fuck's been up, but it's been all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle based, and I'm fucking hyped! <laughs> I'm fucking in on it. Um, and complete, uh, and compete in turf wars against each other. The more popular, um, or the... Higher scoring team wins. For the entire duration of the Splatfest, the Squid Sisters, or Off the Hook, in case of uh, Splat Splatoon 2, perform. Uh, Meverse posts by participating Inklings are highlighted during the event, showing up billboards in the concert area and around the stage. Uh, the selected stage is for that event. Didn't the Meverse die? Isn't that dead? That was yeah, I think so. That was from Splatoon One. Oh. Um, a lot of this came from Splatoon 1. Uh, some of it came from Splatoon 2, uh, but I'm not talking about, like, the main stories for either of those games. No, just general what 
is up. Uh, in Splatoon, Inklings who complete in Turf Wars hang out in Inkopolis Plaza, which is also the location of Booyah Base, a strip mall containing different stores. The I just like the word Booyah. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> This plaza is the hub for Splatfest and is where Inkopolis Tower, holding the Great Zapfish that powers all of Inkopolis and also allows access to Turf Wars and Ranked Battles, is located. Two years later in Splatoon 2, Inkopolis Plaza has been replaced by Inkopolis Square, a location that can be accessed from Inkopolis Plaza through the use of the subway and more stores have been opened there. Squidmas is an inkling holiday that is assumed to be uh, celebrated in the winter. Much is unknown about this holiday, aside from its obvious likeness to the human holiday of Christmas. From this, it is assumed that in winter, a figure named Father Squidmas, which is fantastic, (laughs) goes around the world giving out presents and freshness to all the good inkling children. What do you think the bad inkling children get? (laughs) Um, Salt? Yeah. I'm trying or is that that's more snails. Yeah, they probably get water. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of like a Krampus parallel to the Octarians. Oh my god. <laughs> so I I'm just like trying to think of a good name, but Krampus is so German. I, I just can't get it. I try to look up like what squids hate and it just gives me Minecraft. <laughs> and I'm a little less and I'm a little sad with the world. Uh we're gonna do a Minecraft lore episode at some point. I'm sure we will. I'm saying it right now. I, I don't know what we're gonna do it on. We're gonna do it on the the lore of bricks, but we're the fucking lore of bricks. Got it though. According to Callie of it's the post apocalyptic world where everything became square. <laughs> yeah, right. It's very similar to Splatoon, except Except everything evolved to have edges. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> According to Callie of the Squid Sisters, Father Squidmas can be found in the North Pole of the Earth, making gifts all year in preparation for Squidmas time. According to her cousin Marie, Father Squidmas isn't real, and all of their interactions with him are simply their grandfather dressed up as him. It is unknown if there are other Inkling holidays, or if they parallel to human holidays. Squidmas is an additional element associated with the localization. The Japanese edition originally doesn't have it. Other regions may or whatever. I forgot to take that out, but whatever. Um, What I like about this is it implies that Christmas was carried down 10,000 years to a group of entirely new beings who then adopted it. Yeah, it's great. It's fucking fascinating. Because, like, they dive into all of this, but, like, I really am curious if there are other human holidays that have been adapted. Right. Like, do they have, like... Squalentine's Day? Squalentine's Day? Do they or like Squidween? Yeah, do they have like Squid's Giving? Oh my god. I want some Squid's Giving. Yeah, like it's it's really interesting. Do they have like I don't know what they eat on Squid's Giving. Um I don't know what Inklings eat, period. <laughs> they don't have biology. Yeah. They don't have the same biology. I don't think they need to eat. I mean, implying that they're liquid and implying what we were talking about before with the whole, um, they can resurrect themselves by creating a new body out of ink. Yeah. Implying all that is true. They don't have a biology that would involve food, but you can't eat food in Splatoon 2, now that I think about it. Yeah. 
Doesn't it like give you boost perks? Yeah, boosts? it gives you perks and boosts. So that would imply. I'm not sure what that implies. Does it imply that they are recreating an entire digestive system from the liquid when they create themselves out of liquid? Or does it imply that they eat food for fun? And that's it. No nourishment. If you poop and then die, do you have to poop in your new body? Yeah, exactly. Like, does it... (laughs) Like, or are you like, oh shit, like, I'm dead, so like, I don't gotta poop no more. Then what was that? Then, and if there's no consequence to reconstituting yourself, can you, instead of having plumbing, just kill yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not gonna spend the money on plumbing, I'm just gonna shoot myself in the face every time I have That's what I'm saying, like, this is why diving down this rabbit hole is so rough. Cause like... There is a lot of things you can imply by the fact that their bodies remake themselves. Yeah. Including, do they eat food for nourishment or fun? Like, do they breathe? I I don't know. Do they have, like, a respiratory system? Because they're no longer aquatic, so they obviously don't have gills anymore, so they don't have the same respiratory system as a squid. But, do they have any at all if they're made of liquid? I, Dude, listen. Nintendo, I'm gonna need a fucking human anatomy... Uh, tweet at s- me. Squid Anatomy book. I think... Oh, I think Squid Anatomy exists. Hold up. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I think there's an image. Um, oh, God, I'm scared. No, no, not on DeviantArt. Oh, okay. I'm not the only person to Google this. It's the third time... It's the third result. Dude, everybody's just curious. Dude, every, they do. They every, have every they have organs. Hmm. Which again raises the question, like, what's up? But like, I have an official image right now, official, with organs. Yeah, they have a brain and circles. <laughs> That's it. They got brain and circles. It's on know your meme. Fucking why? What? Oh, there's not safe for work images on here. Oh god, you went to DeviantArt. Oh god, why the fuck are people drawing fan art like this? Okay, anyway, but we we gotta get back on topic. Yeah. Um. Fucking yeah. Anyway, fuck this shit. Uh, the moral of the story is Inklings had technically have organs, including a brain. So does that mean that they have to complexly? recreate all of those the exact way that they were created when they were died because if they have a brain that implies that the brain is an exact copy yeah because down to like the same impulses and damage and variations of the brain so holla at me nintendo let us know we want to know i demand the truth (laughs) i want the truth damn it but you fucking squids. All right. All right. So now we're going to talk about the Octarians. <laughs> the Octarians are a spe- uh, species of octopus creatures who are the main antagonists and enemies in hero mode of the Splatoon series. Uh, they reside in Octo Valley and are responsible for stealing the zapfish from Ingopolis. Their ink color is a dark shade of magenta, a color not available in online mode. Octarians usually resemble tentacles rather than full octopuses. 
They are, I am saying it the way the Greeks intended. They are red and cream colored with their suckers present on the red side of their bodies, googly yellow eyes, purple lips, and tiny legs in black boots. They come in a variety of forms, and the line is often blurry when it comes to what is an octarian and what is mechanical, suggesting suggesting that they may use some manner of biotechnology. The Sunken Scrolls suggest that the Inklings and Octarians were not always enemies, but rising sea levels forced them to compete for remaining territory, eventually culminating in the Great Turf Wars. The Octarians initially won through the use of their Great Octa weapons, and the fact that they were able to get up, up earlier than the Inklings. However, the, uh, the Inklings rebounded when a plug was carelessly pulled from its socket, and the weapons were deactivated. The Inklings believed they were able to win due to their superior number of limbs. That, that's just racist. <laughs> Microaggression. Sometime afterwards, the Octarians built themselves underground dwellings in the form of a series of spheres connected by kettles. This area became known as Octo Valley. However, as their domes began to deteriorate and electrical power became scarce, the Octarians turned their sights to the Inklings above ground and their Zapfish as a source of power. The player character's mission in the hero modes of the two games is to quell the takeovers and return the stolen Zapfish to the surface. Octolings are similar to Inklings and their Octarian versions of them. Unlike Inklings, they have thicker and curlier hair, have their suckers above their hair than underneath, uh, beige underlings, um, the sections underneath their hair, small round ears, um, and purple circled eyes with a dash at, at, on the end, pointed fingers, and have no spots on their ends of their hair. Like inklings, they can walk on land in humanoid form as well as swim through their own ink in octopus form, making up a somewhat small but nonetheless dangerous portion of the Octarian forces. They can use various main weapons as well as splat bombs. With no visible target, octolings will wander alone or in small groups and ink nearby surfaces for their convenience. Upon being engaged by the player character, they will make tactical maneuvers, quickly jumping in and out of the ink while shooting and throwing splat bombs. The best way to deal with octolings is to catch them before they can react. Once found, they are difficult to escape from, as they will follow the player and shoot at their last location if they try to escape in octopus form. All enemy octolings encountered appear to be female, and their Japanese name, which I will not say, because I don't know how, um, it's, it's translated as like octopus and Amazons further support this. Oh, you didn't want to say portmanteau? <laughs> <laughs> um, normal octolings have red hair and are fairly easy to defeat, though later missions feature elite octolings instead, which are faster, more resilient, and deal more damage. Further separating them from, from the common octoling are their dark hair, um, kind of like a black <clears throat> with a gold tinge in Splatoon or dark maroon in Splatoon 2, and, the long, and two long strands of seaweed attached to their heads. Uh, and finally, we got salmonoids, which, um, or salmonoids, uh, which there's a ton on, but I thought they were worth talking about at least to end it. Like Octarians, an appearance of a, a salmonoid varies between what type, including a boss salmonoid. Basically, they resemble real-life salmon, but have big, green, googly eyes, big mouths with crooked teeth, and have huge fins. Salmonoids have recently been sighted along the irradiated waters outside Inkopolis, having participated on their salmon runs in ev every 70 years. 
They can swim freely in the water, which instead splats inklings, and can walk on land. They are also known for collecting resources for their society. Salmonoids also tend to be aggressive and warlike. They also use frying pans as their weapons, likely passed down from humans. So those are the kind of kind of Splatoon society. Yeah, that we know of. Yeah, uh, holla at me, Nintendo, about the biology of, a, <laughs> of, of an, an inkling. inkling. <laughs> uh, we gotta know. It's pressing questions. Yeah, we gotta know. We'll do a follow-up if Reggie texts us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Reggie ever gets back to us. Reggie ever We'll make a follow-up back. episode for you people. Uh, so, like we like to end every episode, Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, <clears throat> I've been playing some Hyrule Warriors. And I swear, if you put Ganon in, from this game into Kingdom Hearts, I would not bat an eye. <laughs> yeah, dude, he doesn't look edgy as fuck. He looks edgy as fuck, and his, and his default weapon with the two blades, one looks like a like a skinny sword, but the fatter one literally looks like Master Ansem's key, uh, Master Xanard's keyblade. Yeah, it's, dude. it's bigger, it's got the fucking eye on it, and what, he literally just points it and shoots like a dark blast like a normal human being. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, just some Hyrule Warriors. Um, and that's kind of it. Kind of, I don't know if you want to talk about the new shit that's been released, like game wise. And we can a, a little, little bit, bit after after this. Uh, I've just been playing some Hyrule Warriors as well. Um, just trying to finish adventure modes. It's fucking rough. Yeah, it really is. It's fucking hard. Adventure modes this are time rough. around, it's fucking hard. <laughs> and like, I, I keep getting stuck on dumb shit. Like, right now, I, like, need Toon Link to continue in the way I want to go in the original adventure mode. And I'm just like, well, I gotta go get fucking Toon Link now. And to get Toon Link, I need to go through, like, a bunch of bullshit yeah. in the main campaign. So I need to finish Linko's campaign, which I did. And then I need to do uh, Sia's campaign, which I'm doing, but my those characters are so underleveled that it sucks. And then I need to then do the... uh the Wind Waker campaign that happens after that, because there's that one. And then once I do that, I get the hammer item, which I can then use to fight the bosses in the Wind Waker area that I'm in. Because in the, the Wind Waker area I'm in, like uh, all I need to do is beat this level and I get Toon Link. But to beat this level, I need to fight these new bosses. So I'm just like, fuck me, <laughs> so man. Much shit. It's just like, if I wanted to play a mobile game, shit. Because <laughs> I feel like it, that's what it is. It's just like, do this, to do this, to do this, to do this, to do this. Yeah. It's like, fuck, I forgot how grindy this game was. Yeah, it's pretty grindy. But, uh, yeah, a couple, uh, as per usual, we are recording this uh, on the, the Thursday of the week before. So we're going to talk about it like it's the Thursday of the week before. We are sitting on the wake of a couple game release or a couple game announcements yeah. we got new pokemon games and a new fallout yeah we got, so, uh, so let's talk about pokemon first sure we got um let's go pikachu and let's go eevee which uh basically look like pokemon go extensions yeah um like pokemon i mean go. kind of it's like it looks like if you combined like a main pokemon game with go like you kind of you can't take the aspect of like walking around in routes and stuff uh with like a pokemon and like a team but then like you encounter things it doesn't look like you 
you encountered them like in shake in like grass, like they're in the grass, but like you can visibly see them. Yeah. Um, and you walk up to them, and then you can capture them. And the capturing mechanic mechanic looks like Pokemon Go with like the circle, and like the circle getting smaller, and you throw you throw the Pokeball, which I hope has like an off switch, and like you can just use like buttons. Buttons. Yeah. Because while sure that's kind of cool, I just don't want to wiggle my Joy-Con every time. Um. And it has that. It has the connection to connect to the Pokemon Go games. You can transfer Pokemon. I don't know if it can go both ways or what. You can actually use them because I feel like if there's not limitations on that, it can be broken. Oh yeah, let me start with my shiny Mewtwo. Like yeah. So uh, we'll see what what the limitations of that are. I think it'll probably just be leveling up Pokemon in Let's Go and then being able to use them for your like your gym battles in Pokemon Go. Yeah. That that's how I see it. That's, I mean, that's, that's the fine. most balanced way I can see it happening. Yeah. Uh, uh and then they announced Pokemon Minecraft edition. <laughs> yeah. What what the, what the fuck is that? It Pokemon Cube World or whatever? Quest. Yeah, it, it's like a it's like a free to play. It's a free to play game that has a very mobile, mobile game kind of setup for it. It, it looks very microtransactiony, yeah. which like, once again, I'm not inherently against, but this seems very, ex- I don't know, borderline exploitive, like that new fucking Harry Potter game. Yeah, and I'm just like, mmm, probably never gonna play it. Probably. Uh, and because I, I mean, one of my most played games at the moment is is a mobile game. Like, it stays one of them, but the reason I like it is because I mean, it, it doesn't feel very uh, exploitive in that way. I've never felt exploited by Future Fight. It, it plays very differently from that. I don't, There is a, an energy thing, but you get so much energy, it's not even funny. Like, while we were sitting down here, before we were going to record, I used all my energy, gained back all my energy, used all my energy. Like, it's not that hard. Like, I was able to, like, do things to gain back 200 energy. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to gain energy back in Future Fight. So. My mobile game depends on how much energy you have as a person. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know. I just don't feel. I never have felt exploited by Future Fight. I've felt exploited by other games. Right. No, I agree. Uh, And then, finally, we have the announcement of Fallout 76, which I think is a post-apocalyptic overwatch game is it yeah because soldier 76 is oh, in yeah. it yeah yeah that's yeah. the title yeah that makes sense no it, it's called fallout 76 because that's the vault that this game's revolved around this game is yeah revolved based around on whatever um all i know is it's not a a i've either missed several fallout sequels since four and B, it is a not a traditional single-player Fallout game. It seems to be an online RPG of sorts, uh, or that's what has been said, and I could give less of a shit. Same. Um, Fallout New Vegas is an incredible, incredible game that I think everyone should play. It is aged gracefully, even with the fact that its graphics are 360 PS3 era. If you have it on PC, you can just make the graphics look better. Like, it's, like, it, it is a great game with really fun mechanics. I liked that the story kind of pulled away from the traditional story of Fallout. So, like, in Fallout 3, oh, I have to go 
Find my dad. Fallout 4. Oh, I gotta go find my kid. Fallout New Vegas. Who shot me in the head? <laughs> it, it, it's a search for vengeance that you just, because you are just on this vengeance-fueled journey, you end up, like, being the most important person in the world. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like is good. The DLCs for Fallout New Vegas are fucking incredible. It's an incredible game. Fallout 4 wasn't. Fallout 4 was pretty, and I liked that it took place in the area it took place in, because I'm, I'm familiar with that area. But, I, it just, the last time I played Fallout 4, we were both talking on mic a lot still, because it's back when I was still playing my PS4 often. Yeah. Last time I played it, you can attest, I just bitched the entire time. Yeah, you really did. I just was like, I fucking hate this game. Josh, why are you playing it? Because I modded it. <laughs> like, I was just fucking not having it. Yeah, I didn't even fucking, couldn't even get through it. Yeah, it's, it was okay. It wasn't Fallout New Vegas. I thought, I think New Vegas was special. Uh, I don't think they're ever going to get that again. I don't think this is the direction that they need to go. I think it's just the direction that they see the money. Yeah. I think I mean, that... I'm just surprised it wasn't a battle royale. Yeah, right. If it was a <laughs> battle royale, I'd cry. But I'm a fucking online RPG. Pretty fucking close. Yeah. Like, MMOs are a dime a dozen. Fucking Bethesda already has an MMO. They have Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Well, so, they didn't have one for Fallout. So yeah. they want one for Fallout now. But, like, maybe, maybe if it gets good reviews, maybe if it gets that stuff... Uh, maybe if I see it and I go, hmm, I could fuck with that. Because, like, I'm not, again, I like Destiny. So, I'm not against it completely. I just don't have any excitement. I just don't have any excitement for it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm just waiting for E3 at this point. Yeah, that's, like, soonish. week? Yeah. Yeah, next weekend. We are, uh, like, when this episode comes out, like, the next that, day that weekend yeah so uh i'm gonna say it now uh because you don't get much of a choice mm. uh we are going to be doing an e3 extra so yay just because i don't think there's any reason we shouldn't yeah we did it last year we did it last year oh my god we've been doing it that long already yeah, dude uh we did it last year uh i have no reason to think we wouldn't do it again this year yeah so uh expect that if you are interested in e3 uh, Nick, a spider's about to land on you. Nope. Look at him. He's just hanging out. He's just being a friend. Anyways. Uh, in Future Fight Corner, they just released the second part of the Infinity War update, which gave new uniforms to War Machine, uh, Rocket Raccoon, uh, Star-Lord, Ebony Maw, uh, Obsidian, um, Cole Obsidian or whatever. Uh, Scarlet Witch. I think that's it. Um, oh, Doctor Strange. I was gonna say. Uh, but I don't know why I didn't say that because that's my favorite one out of them. Uh, they also released the ability to tier three Spider Man and Iron Man. They added a couple new game mechanics that I really like. Uh, one of them being there, you have an option to clear where you can uh, complete uh, like ten missions in a row without actually playing them and you can get the you'll use the energy still and you need to have clear tickets for it but clear tickets i have three thousand of them they're not difficult to get but what what it does is you get all the bonuses without wasting any of the time but before that you couldn't gain any xp from it 
Now you gain reduced but still XP, which is pretty cool. Uh, it means that I am going to be leveling up a lot of characters pretty fast. Yeah. So, because I have my story, because I have my story mode 100 complete, so I'll just keep clearing the Thanos final boss, like just pressing clear, use the energy, whatever, and I'll get, I'll end it with 76,000 gold, and then leveling up my characters significantly, which is nice. Uh, they've added a couple more uniforms that aren't bought with crystals; they're bought with gold. Uh, they they've reduced the price of them down from uh, crystals to gold, which is nice, more accessible. And yeah, uh, I just overall, I'm a big fan. It's a nice update. Uh, the the Infinity War update, the first one was massive, so this is a nice, I think, a nice follow up to it, with them continuing to continue updating the game. Yeah, I like it. Sounds like it. Uh, plus the, the new Ebony Maw skin looks badass because he looked great in the movie and I don't think he looked that great in the comics. Probably not. He just looked kind of boring. He looked kind of mousy. But in the movie, in the movie, I loved how he looked. Uh, and then in Dungeons and Dragons Corner, we actually played this week. Yeah, we did. Um, I feel like we didn't accomplish a lot. We, we splashed in some water, a bunch of rocks fell on our head. We fought the, we fought a black pudding. We fought a black pudding that mm, fucked us up a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, we, we splashed in some water to heal, and then um, we found a goblin. I threw my I threw Longo at it, the head that I keep on my side, and he stole Longo. So and, like put it in his pants. I one on one fought this thing with my like I was hitting it with my axe, but I wasn't trying to kill him. I was able to. Well, like, the funny part is that, like, so this is a one-on-one fight between Josh's half-orc and this goblin, but they both were rolling terribly, so they just <laughs> missed every attack yeah. they tried to hit. But I was able to basically throw him against a wall, pick him up, uh, and then say, I want my head back. And he gave me my head back, and then I put him down. I didn't want to kill this guy. Uh, and it turned out that was probably a good decision, because he was kind of next in line for power uh, after the ogre that was in charge. And he basically said, we, the ogre started chasing us, so we had to go fight this ogre. Um, and he basically said, let me get the killing blow, and then I'll be in charge, and then you guys can all get out of here. Yeah. So that's so where, that's that's where we ended. Much, that's pretty much what we did. We fucked the ogre up, and then uh, we let him get the killing blow, and he, he screamed, and he was, and now he's, he's the leader. Yeah, and I'm, a, I'm totally on board for this guy being the leader. Uh, it was it was all around. It was a nice kind of uh, return. Uh, I also DM'd this week. We didn't talk about it much because of uh, we were at our own session. So so I DM'd this week. My my brother's girlfriend is uh, in the area right now, and she grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. And my mom had the idea that we should do a family night Dungeons and Dragons while she's here. If you knew my mother, you would know <laughs> that is an outrageous thing for her to say. It really is. My dad played Dungeons and Dragons all the way back in one, like when he was in college. My yeah. dad played Dungeons and Dragons decades ago. Not in college. He wouldn't have been in college in the 80s. But yeah, he played D&D 1. Uh, my brother's never played. Uh, Vicky played 3.5, never played 5. Uh, and my mom, uh, I don't think knows what fantasy is. So <laughs> I, 
obviously offered to DM, which I'd never done before. So we ran a mini campaign out of Curse of Strahd. Uh, if you know Curse of Strahd, it's called Death House. Uh, it's a good introduction one. It's actually the first campaign I ever ran in five. So um, we we were able to do that. I helped. I had Bro come over on Tuesday uh, or on Monday, and he helped everyone build their character. He helped Daniel build his character. Daniel wanted specifically to be a werewolf. Daniel is my younger brother. He wanted um, Daniel to be, Daniel wanted to be a werewolf, so we were able to do that. Uh, fit that into his whole thing. Uh, my dad was a tiefling cleric, which I fucking loved. Like my like, and he had this whole. I, I made everyone write a backstory. Made it because I think everyone should have a backstory for the character. Yeah. So I made everyone in our group write their own backstory, which I don't regret at all. Especially considering my dad is a tiefling cleric. He like if you know anything about D and D, tieflings are uh, have infernal blood, devil blood in them, and clerics are holy warriors. It's just so cool to me. He basically like. His character is like on a like eradication of evil kind of thing because of the curses that have been put upon his family, which caused them to be tiefling. Like it's fucking cool. It's dope. Uh, Mom was a wood elf druid. Uh, Daniel was a wood elf rogue slash lycanthrope, and Vicky was after my own heart, <laughs> a half orc barbarian. Uh, so we ran them through this campaign and. It went really, really well, in my opinion. Like, everyone had a blast. Uh, I had to dumb things down. They did the campaign completely different than I did the campaign. Like, it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, it, and it was, like, the perfect length. We started at, like, 7 after finishing off everyone's character sheets and everything. Because uh, I started them on Monday, but there's still some bits and pieces to do. And Vicky wasn't here on Monday, so she still had to do it. But, uh, yeah, we... We, uh... We were able to finish the campaign by 10. So it was seven, eight, nine, ten, four hours. About as long as our D&D sessions are. And we finished the entire campaign in that time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. Like they, they got the hang of it pretty fast, which was really cool. Like rolling perception checks, seeing all these things. I mean, I liked telling the story. Like, cause you know me, I like storytelling. That's why we do a goddamn podcast. But, um... I just, I, uh, I had some things that I, I, if I could, I'd work better on and in mom, mom and dad, my parents bless their souls said, Hey, we should do this again. And I'm like, Oh good. I got to find another campaign I can do in a night. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it was really cool. It was a, a weird family thing. Like my family does the same things over and over again. Yeah. Uh, and we're not. I wouldn't say we, we go out and do things together a lot. Like we all, like they got two adult sons. We, we go and do our own things. But yeah, that they, they was, was really cool just to get together as a family. It was also cool that Vicky was able to join us for that because Vicky, Vicky and my brother have been together for a while now, but like it's cool that Vicky was totally in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I, I had a blast DMing for the first time. I had none of the stuff I needed. I stole so much stuff from uh, RDM. Yeah. So much stuff from RDM. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was really cool. Um, you can check us out on social media. We are on both Twitter and Instagram at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Send us pictures of your 76s. Uh, until next time, we'll see you then. That sounded a little dirty. Bye.
<laughs> Love you. <laughs> Um, so you can check us out on, so, 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 so hold up. Uh, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Salmonoids were recent, were recently been. <sighs> I do so good now. Reese's Pieces. Let me eat my other Reese's before we start. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Let me ASMR this Reese's. Do it. Okay, frozen. Mmm, that's some good frozen Reese's. I bet someone this time. Probably. Someone somewhere just came. In an attempt to contact extra extraterrestrial life, um, the sunken scroll 22. One sec. How much time does the doorbell? Who? Who at the sour? Many non-sentient animals, such as sparrows, crickets, and cincadas, uh, are cincadas. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just imagining it, imagining a sink buzzing, <laughs> the way cicadas do. Yeah. They just don't shut up. <laughs> just, just a sink, though. It's a dish. Sounds like a dishwasher. No, it's a lot less fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sad. Many <laughs> inhabitants of Inkopolis have exhibited many functions similar to those of humans, such as driving cars, riding trains, playing in a park and campground, and possessing jobs at locals. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck. But the music industry seems to be largely complied. Uh, mm. I'm not saying an enemy again. The best way to do their body feature seems similar. No, fuck you. <laughs> words, words, words. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs>